step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. This is Wesley Gray speaking to you from New York City, and I thank you so much for tuning in this evening. Indeed, uh, we are very excited with sharing the various books that we review, and this one is definitely one that's on top of the list, and uh, this is not the first time that I've reviewed the book. Going back some eight years ago, I uh, featured a show that reviewed The Healing Wisdom of Africa. And uh, it's a book that's authored by Dr. Maladomi Patrice Somme. And I'm really excited about um, revisiting this book because I think it's very timely with the way things are happening today, uh, especially for the last year and a half. Indeed, many of us, if not most of us, need a, a healing uh, regimen in which we can follow that is effective as we are challenged with this pandemic um, period, globally, for that matter, not just in uh, the United States, but all over the world, and especially throughout the African diaspora and other countries which are uh, the citizens and communities are suffering from lack of uh, food and uh, good water, clean water, and uh, other uh, things such as medication. Uh, and indeed, we're talking about vaccinations for that matter. So I thought it would be just apropos uh, to revisit the healing wisdom of Africa. But before I continue, I'd like to uh, do as we always do, is play homage and, and, and give praise to the Most High and to our ancestors uh, and to uh, uh, appreciate our elders in our community and children and family. I uh, definitely appreciate my wife who is with us today. Uh, Dr. Dora Gray, and uh, would you like to say hello? Hello, Lafia, everyone. Grace and peace. Thank you for joining us this evening. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you with us, uh, my queen. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm excited about t- tonight's episode of Grassroots Holistic Health because 
Dr. Naladoma Patrice Somay, what an inspiration, intelligent person, full of wisdom, and the tools that his work offers to us. I can't even begin to describe how much benefit I receive from the tools written in his book. Yes. So this is really, I'm, I'm glad you're revisiting his work, and, and hopefully in the um, near future maybe we can have him as a, as a live guest again. That would be wonderful. Yeah, that would be great, yeah, yeah. to have him on again. Yeah. Um, this is going back about 10 years ago when he was on board with us. It's been a while, been a while. yes. And, um, but his work never stops. Yes. Uh, I must also say that we were very blessed to have him as a house guest for about five days. And uh, indeed, he introduced us to um, uh, food even, for that matter, like African yam and other vegetables uh, that are common in his, uh, in his village. And uh, the customs of his community, the Dagara people of Bukuna Faso, uh, uh, in West Africa. And this fascinating uh, and detailed book, he shares his journey through the traditional healing practices of the Dagara people of West Africa. Uh, Dr. Somay is also a shaman and scholar. Uh, he introduces us to the Western readers uh, of, of the rituals that breathe meaning into the daily lives of African seekers. And uh, he was educated in the West, uh, Dr. Somay holds three masters and two PhDs, and he, he is the author, uh, upon this uh, review, uh, he was author of four books, including his autobiography of Water and the Spirit, and along with the book that we're reviewing today, The Healing Wisdom of Africa. Uh, he is an initiated elder and shaman and high priest, and he expounds on the principles of initiating change. Now, um, there, there is definitely a lot to review and a lot of content, but it's, as I said earlier, it's very timely uh, to quote Dr. Somay. He says, there's no doubt that at this time in history, Western civilization is suffering from a great sickness of the soul. The West uh, has a progressive turning uh, habit of turning away from functioning spiritual values and its total disregard for the environment and the protection of natural resources, uh, the violence of the inner cities with their problems of poverty, drugs, and crime, and spiraling unemployment and economic disarray, which of course is just exacerbated by this pandemic that we're experiencing today. Uh, he also further states that there's a growing intolerance intolerance towards people of color and the values of other cultures all over the world. And these trends, it's unchecked, will eventually bring about a terrible self-destruction in face of all this global chaos. And the only possible hope is self-transformation. So I must add that uh, my wife and I, uh, Dr. Dora Gray, uh, we are interfaith ministers and we're constantly uh, on point with the growing and enhancing our transformation so that indeed we, could, we can maintain our health and also be of assistance in sharing information so that others can uh, benefit and from our information and 
and establish a certain level of health as well. I mind. I have to remind you, though, that we're not medical doctors, we're not lawyers, so, of course, any information that we share on our show, uh, we would suggest that, indeed, you consult your physician, your lawyer, and any other person that uh, is legally qualified to give advice to you to incorporate within your daily life, and that's mind, body, and spirit. So with that being said, um, let me just uh, uh, relate to a few topics, a few quotes, if I may. Uh, One is about healing and eating, which uh, Dr. Somay shares with us. And he says that illness is a physical manifestation of spiritual decay. Let me just repeat that. Illness is a physical manifestation of spiritual decay. Now, what does he mean by that? Uh, I take it that, as he states, that before the coming of modernity, the healers would have others in the village come and work on their farm, and they would end up with enough food to feed their families. Now the system no longer exists, and you will find a shaman with a tiny yard, and from this he can pull enough food to feed a family of maybe 20 children. And mind you, he says children, not the adults. Of course, we have to feed the children first because uh, they are the ones that are needed to continue the, uh, the legacy, to continue the move forward of, of family. And uh, something interesting about that is that within his village, the elders call the children grandpa and grandma. As a result of that, the elders showing deep respect for the young one attributing the benefits of age to that of a young person. And the the Gara Young means that which is still moist. Its attractiveness is symbolic or symptomatic of the proximity of the spirit world. But the presence of the other world and this world makes it very vulnerable. So beauty is synonymous with fragility. The blossoming of youth involves taking risks. And safety comes from the hands of the older generation. So old in the, in the community in that village means someone who is dry, solid, lasting, and the elders embody stability, dependability, and wisdom. And the wisdom that he says he's talking about in trying to point out here for Westerners is obvious. A retirement house is the wrong place for old people. It appears that in the West, Dr. Maldomi says, Old age is feared because it's lack of power, but also because of this proximity to the other world, the unknown and the unpredictable. So that says a lot. Indeed, right now, we have that with us going through this pandemic with uh, those who are old, so-called old, quote-unquote, are more at risk of becoming uh, affected by uh, the COVID virus. And if they have pre-existing conditions, which a lot of older people have, then indeed you have the, uh, the propensity that they could succumb to the virus and have to be hospitalized and um, God forbid that they would uh, go in transition. So we realize here at the Gray House that indeed health is of utmost importance. Uh, that's why we have embraced a vegetarian diet, 
we have a, a part-time, uh, a few days which we just have a, a salad, and, and we go towards vegan, a whole food, uh, organic uh, diet, and we find that that has benefited us uh, to uh, a great degree. Uh, I know that those of you who are listening may not be vegetarians or may not have any intent of becoming a vegetarian, but uh, we have in our community, uh, indeed, as I must say, we have uh, a, a brother by the name of Eric Adams who is about to become uh, the next mayor of New York City, and he's a vegan. Um, we have leaders in our community, Al Shopton, uh, a host of people. I'm trying to think of some women. Uh, that, that, that memory leaves me for a moment. But we have those who are in leadership position which can have a voice in terms of being an, an, an influencer within our community in terms of us eating uh, wholesome food. If not vegetarian, at least maybe picking a day or two where we have a meatless diet, where we're, uh, if we do eat meat, we choose meat that is uh, free-roaming, uh, with the, the expression free-roaming animals in the farm, where they're not really injected with hormones. Indeed, in certain communities, we have those uh, uh, animals which are uh, uh, raised in, in a kosher uh, uh, tradition uh, in the Jewish community and, and in the Islamic community, they call it halal. Uh, they're treated with the most kind kindness and, and not really disrespected. And even to the point of them being, uh, their life being taken away, there's a ritual, there's a prayer that's done asking for forgiveness, asking for indeed uh, to be recognized that this is being done to nurture the body, not as a, uh, a lackadaisical, nonchalant activity of this having pleasure by eating um, the, the, the remains of the animal without any respect for it as being a living uh, soul. So there's a lot to say about the traditions in Africa. And this is just one particular take in terms of Dr. Maladome's um, book relating to his experience uh, as, as a child uh, who lived in a village and uh, was kidnapped, as a matter of fact. I won't get deep into that. But he was uh, kidnapped and taken out of the village, and he spent some time in a Christian uh, uh, sanctuary, and there was this uh, intent of converting him from his rituals that he had learned as a child, which was uh, not that much because he was very young at the time, but he decided that he needed to go back home. So he was uh, initiated, if not reinitiated, into the customs of the Dagara. And uh, his father, I'm sorry, his grandfather was a renowned shaman and high priest, and uh, he was able to be uh, uh, brought back into the, the, the village uh, as a young man, and he went through proving himself by going through ritual, which uh, I may add was life-threatening at times. And, um, and thus we have present today, he's a worldwide renowned, uh, highly respected uh, elder and author, and also a representation of the uh, positive attributes of the various communities within Africa. So I'm very proud to say that indeed uh, I was blessed to have him in my company face-to-face, -face, and uh, there's nothing like 
looking eye to eye with a person and and really receiving the the the, the energy. Uh, he was a very uh, he's a very genuine person, and you can't help but uh, be be amazed with uh, his presence because he's very humble and and very uh, uh, intuitive and 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 extremely knowledgeable. He doesn't have any pretenses or so. Uh, again, I I I, um, I give most thanks to the Most High and to the ancestors for making uh, our uh, connection possible. Um, my wife and I, we noticed, we, we looked at a video earlier today uh, that was uh, presented by a sister uh, of African descent, and she was talking about food. And indeed, many of us have been uh, conditioned to eat at restaurants, especially fast food restaurants. And she made a point which uh, wasn't new to me, but I'm happy that she reminded us that indeed there are many fast food restaurants where the people who prepare the food are underpaid, they're disgruntled, and they're not really in the best state of, of, uh, of, of emotion. And it's been proven that in, if you eat food prepared by a person who's not really in a healthy state, that that energy can be transferred to you. So that's something to to be said about the fact that indeed we have a generation or at least one generation in the last 20 years where uh, the children were raised on fast food and we have the adults who uh, re resort to fast food because of their heavy schedule and on, at work and at home and they tend to say that it's cheaper as it were than buying vegetables from the, uh, uh, from the supermarket and that's something that I think we need to share amongst us and, and delve into and do the research so that indeed we can have a healthy body and, and eat the foods that uh, enhance our body so that we have an immune system that can uh, fight off any, any virus such as COVID-19 or Delta. Uh, of course, uh, being vaccinated is something that one would want to consider, my wife and I have both uh, been vaccinated um, twice and we're con contemplating the booster sh uh, shot. And uh, maybe I shouldn't say shot, I boost the dose, as it were. And But along with that, we're still following protocol. And of course, we're eating uh, fresh vegetables and fruits and smoothies and, and, and just really being attentive to what we take into our body. So I suggest that those of you who are listening to fill uh, uh, the, the need or the urgency to do likewise, to, uh, uh, to, to consider having a whole food-based uh, diet, as it were. I see that we have someone listening right now on the show, and if you'd like to... Uh, share your thoughts and comments, please press the number one button, and I'll be more than happy to have you join us. Um, and with that note, I'd like to also state that indeed the show is for half an hour, so we have about 11 minutes remaining, and uh, I again want to thank you for tuning in. It's really a pleasure to be able to share with you our thoughts and insight and review such, such books such as The Healing 
wisdom of Africa. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with you momentarily. Extension 8981. Would you like to speak with us? Giving honor and praise. How you doing, Barbara Wesley Gray? This is Brother Tamik Amin-Ross. How are you? my brother. I'm doing quite well, my brother. How are you doing, Brother Tamik? I I, I am blessed. (laughs) I am truly blessed. It's been a minute since I've heard your voice. And uh, I just want to say I miss you, brother. I truly do. I miss your wisdom, your presence, you know, and truly grateful for uh, you just modeling, you know, the balance and with the maturity and, you know, that an elder, an elder brother uh, is to demonstrate and is to how to move amongst other men. I've always been truly grateful. So thank you. Uh, uh, you're welcome, brother. Thank you. Yes, yes, Ashe, Ashe. So, Brother Gray, I, I know you got short time. I, I, I wanted to, um, I'm picking up the, I'm going to take time this week, I should say, to really, you know, immerse myself into the healing wisdom of Africa. You know, I'm taking a short uh, vacation from work and going to do some uh, traveling, and I want to be able to really, you know, absorb the energy of the book because, I mean, as you said, I can't say it no better than what you have already said. Uh, about uh, Dr. Zomay. Um I'm, I'm curious about your thoughts. I, I work in the juvenile detention um, field. And this when you know, being an initiate in the tradition, you know, one of the challenges I, I see all other kind of religious to the cultural, well, let me just say religious uh, representation, you know, um, I, I'm just curious what your thoughts considering the age and time that we're in and the thoughts of, of where the, uh, Madoma speaks from, how to bring and introduce really the essence of these teachings and with these youth who are really trying to still discovering, caught up in the cross, at a crossroads, you know, from unfortunately making, um, you know, uh, decisions that may have to pay for the next seven, you know, for some even eight years of their lives after making that decision. But right now finding themselves in a, in a place where they, their spirit is hungering, but they're not, they know not what for. So I'm just curious, mm-hmm. you know, some of your thoughts on that, having, you know, work in such a diverse capacity over the years in our community. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that, brother. Uh, I must tell the listening audience uh, I'm, that uh, Brother Tamik and I used to work together with Richard Green and the Crown House Youth Collective, and uh, involved with the youth. That's when I was a director of the uh, youth center and and the uh, City Safe Street Initiative. Yes, what a thriving initiative, and so many young people who pass through Mm -hmm. that venue. 
were exposed to information that it would be wonderful if, in general, the mm-hmm. youth were able to be exposed yes, yes. to that work. Absolutely. Yes. I'd I, I like to just thank you so much, Brother Tamik, for tuning in, and especially for bringing up this, this subject matter, which is so important. Um, we look forward to uh, having a continued discussion about this. Uh, my wife, uh, uh, Dr. Dora, she's a, a former school teacher. So <clears throat> she, uh, this is very close to her, as it were. And um, we're going to definitely continue to have this conversation. I'm looking forward to coming on again. Uh, I'm going to be continue with viewing the book part two next week. So with time permitting, okay. it would be a, a pleasure to have you on, on as a guest again to, to call in, um, yes. if that's possible. Uh, I just wanted to yes, just say something in terms of synchronicity. It, it just so happens that I, uh, a couple of days ago, I read something uh, which was shared to me on Facebook. And uh, it's not about uh, Dr. Somme's community. Uh, but uh, it was concerning, concerning rather, the Bamba tribe of Africa. And if I can, if, if you permit, if I can just quote what it states. It states that the Bamba tribe of Africa believes that each human being comes into the world as good, and that each one of us only desiring safety, love, peace, and happiness. But sometimes... In the pursuit of these things, people make mistakes. And when a person acts irresponsibly or unjustly, he or she is placed in the center of the village alone, unfettered. All work ceases in the village. And all everyone gathers around the accused individual. Then each person of every age begins to talk out loud to the accused. One at a time, each person tells all the good things that the one in the center ever did in his or her lifetime. Every incident, every experience that can be recalled with any detail and accuracy is recounted. All positive attributes, good deeds, strengths, and kindness are recited carefully and at length. And the tribal ceremony often lasts several days, not ceasing until everyone is drained of every positive comment that can be mustered. And at the end, the tribal circle is broken. A joyous celebration takes place, and the person is symbolically and literally welcomed back into the tribe. Necessity for such ceremonies mostly is rare. So he states at the end that you are special, you are important, you are necessary, and everyone in the village reminds everyone about that. That's wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I just came welled up my heart expanded when I read that, and it just so happens that uh, a person, a, a politician, uh, who I won't name, I would not mention, uh, he he responded to that uh, posting, and he said, wow, and he says, this is just magnificent, it's beautiful, and I responded to him, I thanked him for, you know, acknowledging it, and I said, well, this is something that we need to consider, and and uh, quote, what I stated was that, yes, indeed, my brother, this is a narrative that needs to be shared so that this ritual becomes a norm in our communities throughout the African diaspora. 
It will take some time and effort, but I believe that it's possible. So, Brother Tamik, Baba Tamik, I just wanted to just, you know, uh, share with you my appreciation for you bringing up this subject matter. Um, you know, the ancestors are working. <laughs> yes, that's right. Baba, I, I did read that on your posting the other day, and you, you reiterate your reiteration, you know, um, now, uh, this, it, it cleared, <laughs> it, it just reset things for me, you know, and, and the methodologies of engaging some of these young men and young ladies who are feeling forgotten or just overwhelmed with the emotional trauma of their decisions and what lies before them and the kind of methodologies, you know, I mean, you, you know, I have them for a short period of time, and they're like, "What what kind of things could I do in in a few months, three months, and you know, uh, for someone that, that will be returning back to the community, and those who uh, will be moving on to a longer, unfortunately, a, a longer uh, stay inside, you know, the detention system? And what are the things mm-hmm. can I do and empower?" And that was one of the uh, a very powerful, uh, you know, uh, method and and uh, right strategies. We know from our experience with Brother Green. You know that setting conditions are, are critical, and most importantly, initiating young folk uh, through a rites of passage. Because the streets have given, they do their rites of passage out there. The gang culture, all these things, is a has taken place. What uh, our African traditions used to give many of us, you know, back, you know, in the motherland and here, who, uh, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, all of us are not exposed to, you know, the long uh, uh, commitment of many of the Pan-Africanists and other brothers and sisters of the various traditions, you know, adhering to African tradition. So thank you for that. And and forgive me, Ia, you know, sending my blessings to you, you as well. You know, um, great gratitude for your, your work and effort, and hopefully I look forward to talking and building with you all more in the future. Thank you, brother. And same here. I look forward to that as well. Mm-hmm. Again, thank you for tuning in. And uh, we, I will give you a call. I have your number, and uh, I will yes. call you, uh, and then we can speak uh, offline right. and really further yes, this discussion. Okay. Peace and blessings, brother. Yes, blessings. All right, Ian. God be well. You too now. Thank you. Well, uh, again, uh, those of you who are listening, I must also add that you can uh, uh, tune in uh, and listen to our shows. I'd like you to share with your associates, your family, loved ones, uh, uh, that we have an archive. All our shows are archived. So you just have to go to blogtalkradio.com, uh, grassroots holistic health. Uh, I'm sorry, blogtalkradio.com slash grassroots holistic health, and you'll be able to come up with our page and access all the archived shows. So, again, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, it's been a, a very uh, uh, exciting and, and very uh, moving uh, half an hour, and I know that uh, we have to revisit this again, uh, as I mentioned uh, to Brother uh, Baba Tamik, that we're going to be uh, uh, reviewing the, the book again next week, uh, same time, 6.30, and uh, we look forward to having you on board with us, uh, and we'd like that you share Uh, with those in your circle, uh, our discussion. Peace and blessings, everyone. As we close and we begin, we give praise and gratitude to the Most High 
to the ancestors. I, I send everyone uh, goodwill, alafia, hetetu, namaste, and we will see you again next week. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.